Welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time. And on today's episode, we will be discussing the song Chase PC's Flea Attack by Own Dog, which is track four off of Chumbawamba's fourth studio album, Slap. I feel like we should put in like a slap sound effect, like a... <laughs> or, or like that one... Um... That one cartoon sound effect that's like... <laughs> I always hear like a slap in my head when I think of the album, mostly because of like the exclamation point at the end. Yeah, it's not just yeah. slap, it's like slap. Slap! Like yeah. someone slapping someone while yelling like slap. Oh, so. man. Yeah, uh, we should point out uh, the most over one of the most overlooked bands of all time. It is Chumbawamba, in case you were wondering. I forgot to write that in the show notes. And <laughs> well, we said uh, it we... was a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. It'd be pretty yeah. weird if it was a Chumbawamba anthology podcast, but then we dug into uh, Tool, Third Eye Blind. Oh, Tool, yeah, Tool. <laughs> this a perfect is, uh, circle. This is yeah. Tool time. Tool, tool time. Podcast. <laughs> Hear me out. Tool time with Teddy. <laughs> Ooh. Hear me out. It's tool time, and every other episode is about home improvement, and every other episode is about the band Tool. <laughs> Wait. We might be onto something here. <laughs> for for like the very niche audience of people who both enjoy music by Tool and uh, still care about home improvement. Honestly, I feel like that might be a wider audience than you might think. Both were kind of like big deals in like the late 90s. Um, and both are for people with bad taste. <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. Some shots, they're, they're some fine. shots fired. Yeah, I, I felt like firing a shot. I think I, both. I think both uh, the show Home Improvement and the band Tool are perfectly fine. Not really my cup of tea, but I've got nothing against them. I have literally never listened to a Tool song on purpose. I don't think I could tell you a single one. Yeah. And I have never seen an entire episode of Home Improvement, but I have seen the compilation of every grunt in Home Improvement, so I yeah. feel like I got the gist of the show. <laughs> you did, yeah. And of course, you're familiar with the, ooh, well, that that's, noise. Yeah. Well, you've, have you seen the every grunt video? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just that. I mean, that is considered the, a grunt, I guess, in, in the Home Improvement canon. Yeah, yeah, it's really wild when he um when he's just walking around the set going ooh. <laughs> like watching that video, I feel like you actually do get a sense of the show just summed up by like the inhuman noises that yeah. Tim Allen makes. Yeah. Well, the show is just like a showcase for you know how like they made all of those um sitcoms in like the 90s and 2000s that were just like showcases for a stand-up comic and like, you know, to do their material. Tim Allen's whole thing is that he just grunts and makes noise <laughs> it was just a show to show off tim allen's grunts yeah pretty much it, it was it was actually very early stage like prototype level asmr i like that. it took them it took them a couple decades after uh <laughs> home improvement to master asmr but you know <laughs> you heard it here first folks home improvement starring tim allen was the earliest example of asmr in our media Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> Tim Allen's a piece of shit. Just thought he I is. should say that as well. Yeah, he's like he's like a super super conservative and like hates hates uh, people of color and stuff. And he I also think, ratted I don't know. out a bunch of people for selling cocaine back in the nineties. Yeah, that's to, right. To save he's his also own a ass. He's fucking, a fucking narc. narc. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you think the band Tool exists within uh, the Home Improvement like canon? Like, are the, there any mentions of the band Tool? Where Tim it, Allen goes, the, like, Tool, that sounds like a band I could get behind. And then his son's like, oh, dad. We That's... should write for the Home Improvement um, <laughs> the home improvement reboot. Oh, shit, my food's here already. Hold okay, on. I'm going to keep talking about Home Improvement. <laughs> All right, welcome to Tool Time with Teddy, your number one spot for Tool and Tim Allen. On today's episode, we'll be discussing... Whether or not Tim Allen sounds exactly like the guy from Tool. I think his name is James. I'm going to play some Tool right now. You won't be able to hear it. Okay, hear me out. Instead of instead of the home improvement canon, uh, let's do the home improvement-iverse. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> <laughs> All right, we should start the show now. <laughs> Hold on, I'm on the official Tool Reddit page. <laughs> oh, oh my the... God. 
So there is that meme that I forgot about where it's Tim Allen with a drill in his head and it says, Mark, will you turn down that shitty butt rock ass new metal? And his dad says, but dad, this band's name is Tool. And then Tim Allen just says, ooh. And then in the background, it's got the, the chubby neighbor man. And he says, Tool is actually a pretty dope band, Tim. So... <laughs> I approve of that meme. Yeah. That's the only the only crossover between Tool and uh, Home Improvement I'm able to find. But to be fair, when the crossover is that good, do you need more? I guess not. I guess this is all we need. <laughs> hey, so remember that time that we introduced our Chumbawamba podcast and said, wow, it would be really weird if we talked about a different band on this podcast. And then we talked about fucking Tool and Tim Allen for five minutes. So Tim Allen was in a band. <laughs> Oh yeah, was he? Yeah. Was he in Tool? No, it was it was called the Tool Time Band, I think. I'm Either sorry. That or this is Oh no, there was a band on the show. Oh. This is bad. I'm all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> do you okay, do you think there was ever a crossover episode planned where the Tool Time Band played with Jesse and the Rippers? Oh, that would have been some fucking good shit. That were would have been the, fucking were at, ratings. Were they on the same network? I don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. I don't know shit about like, (laughs) I don't know shit about like original networks or any of those shows because I just watched them on Nick at Night when I had insomnia when I was eight years old. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. I want to have a show that is going to be the first show uh, that is simul like just released on either Nick at Night or TV Land. Yeah. It's just made to be uh, in syndication. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Like, do you think Nick at Night is going to launch their streaming service anytime soon? Because I'd I'd subscribe to that. Is there not already one? Does I don't think so. Have one? Oh, Nickelodeon might. I don't know. I just want to be able to watch the Brady Bunch wherever and whenever I want. You I was know? about to say I want a Nick at Night <laughs> streaming site, but that it's uh, like time limited, so you can only watch it after nine p.m. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like, it's like they managed to get all the rights to the shows, but they're like, oh, but legally we can only show these after 9 p.m. Like, we yeah. have all the rights <laughs> to the Brady Bunch, but only at 9 p.m. to, like, 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's a good business model right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I own all the streaming rights to Mind of Mencia, but only at 2 a.m. <laughs> Do you think do you think there are any shows like any like old like real real like minor shows that didn't last very long that anyone does like like a bunch of different networks pitched in to like have shared custody of this like problem child that no one really wanted full ownership <laughs> over like I mean, okay I'm... you take you take my dementia on Tuesdays and Thursdays <laughs> I'll take it on Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays and we'll alternate weekends it's like it's like a divorce it's like the kid you don't yeah. want where it's just like look someone has to stream my dementia <laughs> we owe we owe Carlos Mencia way too much fucking money poor mind of mencia and it's broken home <laughs> i have never seen mind of mencia but much like that meme on on twitter i have woken up to mind of mencia yeah. playing on tv and been like what the fuck is going on yeah same here <laughs> oh my god yeah so speaking of uh incoherent bullshit um as as teddy said the song we're discussing today is called chase pcs flee attack by own dog um and i have to say uh when thinking about the lyrics of this song the very first note i took was what the fuck is this song about yeah i have no idea i I have no idea i had listened to this song and then I listened to it again today with, like, the lyrics pulled up, and I was yeah. like, sure, all right, that's a, a, it, a song, I guess. It mostly seems like it's, like, intentionally, like, silly nonsense. Yeah. W- with, with, like, the dog barking and everything, and then just, you know, they talk about, they talk about, like, taking a photo with Elvis, riding in a rocket ship, finding the World Cup, like, in a garden, <laughs> and then saving drowning babies. I was like, whoa, that's a lot. And the other thing about it is like this is like a four and a half minute song, like a four and change song, and yeah. there's only two there's only two verses in it. And like Yeah, and the second but, one is just mostly them screaming ain't nothing ain't yeah. nothing ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> it's just a song about Elvis. I don't know. Like, Cause it's I don't know. 
I really appreciate that on uh, Wikipedia, as we had mentioned yes, before, that all, that's the exactly other, what I was gonna all the other songs have little notes about what this one is about, what they're about, and this one is just blank. They're just like, I don't know, fuck it. Like, it's just a blank line with no nothing. And it's like, well, all right, I guess. So here's the thing. As far as the lyrics in this song go, we can we can... We can analyze some of it. We can say, like, uh, you know, I looked up what wearing flares meant. And, uh, it means wearing bell bottoms. So there's there's your British slang of the week. Uh, but I I think that this song is about whatever you want it to be about. So I'm deciding <laughs> right now that this song is about um, the crossover episode of Full House and Home Improvement where <laughs> uh, Jesse and the Rippers get into a battle of the bands with the Tool Time Band. And, I like um, that. And playing Elvis the, song. It's the crossover episode that never happened. And here's what here's what happens. They're gonna get into they're gonna get into a battle of the bands against each other, but then a third band is gonna come and enter, and they're gonna be like the snooty rich kids from the west side of town, and they're gonna like they're gonna like flex with all of their expensive equipment and shit, and they're just gonna be assholes. And so uh, Tim Allen and um, what's his name, John Stamos, are gonna decide that they are gonna team up to make the ultimate band, the Tool Time Ripper Band, <laughs> and that's what this song is about. <laughs> it's about them conquering the snooty rich kids from the west side of town. I like that. And that's yeah, canon. It's, I'm gonna it's edit right Wikipedia. Here, <laughs> yeah, it's right here in the lyrics. Honestly, like if you just read between the lines, you'll you'll see that this song is about that episode of a TV show that doesn't exist. That the TV shows both premiered like five years after the song was released. So the Wikipedia article for slap uh, was last edited on January 24th, 2020, which is not too long ago. So I'm going to assume that someone knew that we got to this and was just like, we have to take out the part about the fact that this song is about (laughs) the crossover episode between, I don't even remember what shows we were talking about. It's been a full house and (laughs) full uh, house and and tool time with Teddy. Uh, So, so they'll never, they'll never know the true secret of Chumbawamba, which, much like our main purpose as a band, is to get Chumbawamba to become the biggest, or our main purpose as a podcast is to get Chumbawamba to become the biggest band in the world. Chumbawamba's main purpose was to get Home Improvement and Full House to do a crossover episode. Yeah, also, actually, were either ch- of those shows on TV when this no, album came out? That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> Neither show was on TV. So I think the conspiracy that I'm making in my head is that uh, is that Chumbawamba are like the show creators of both of those shows. And that's how they got so so famous with the song Tub Thumping. <laughs> because they had all the connects in the industry. Full House was out in 1990. Oh, was Home it? Home Improvement did not start until 1991. So this was maybe mm. maybe this was their uh, their backdoor pitch for home improvement. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if if Tim Allen was in Chumbawamba, what would he do? Um probably auxiliary percussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this song is wild. Uh it's it's kind of incoherent. It's kind of all over the place and that's only half of the reason why this episode of the show is going to be uh, so wild and incoherent, but the other half we don't need to talk about. <laughs> it was just a long, weird day. <laughs> um, I do want to give, while we're talking about the lyrics, a, a shout-out to Derek Dog. Yeah, um, good job, his Derek. Extraordinary, his extraordinary lyrics on this song include woof, woof, and woo. Um I mean, a few words, but... Yeah, but... Man, a few words, but when he talks, he makes it count. (laughs) Honestly, that that line is catchy as fuck. Like... Oh, my God. Yeah, it really is. Like, that's... Okay, so... Lyrically, we could make bullshit up all we want, but music is actually where I have, like, stuff to say about this song. Um, It starts off with this nice little acoustic riff, right? And then it gets into this, like ska-like rhythm that carries us through the rest of the song and i don't know about you but i didn't expect this album to be so like ska-like this is i feel like the second or third song yeah there's a lot of like upstrokes and like prominent horn parts in this song that remind me of like early ska mixed with like a little bit of reggae so and this is another example of that that i'm that I'm really digging. Uh, it feels like this would be, you know, if it was a different band and the, ly- and the lyrics were different, I feel like this would be right at home at like Warp Tour in the year 2003. You know <laughs> what I mean? In a good way. Yeah. 
But with more dogs barking. Yeah, but with more dogs barking. And that's really the heart of the song, isn't it? The dog barking is, like, the main, like, vocal component, isn't it? And it's, like you said, it's a really catchy little hook. Yeah. I just want to give another shout-out comparison that 100GX, also known for using dog samples. Very much on brand with Chumbawamba. Same band. Different, different yeah, universe. same band. Okay, so here here we go. If Chumbawamba and 100GX are the same band, and Chumbawamba wrote the song about um, home Improvement and Full House before Home Improvement was on the air. I, I do have to ask, do you think Chumbawamba are time travelers? Yes. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I really fucking love this song, though. Yeah, it's I, good. I think, like, lyrically, it's just, like, cryptic enough for me to be like, what the fuck is going on? And then the, the music is built on this really weird concept like the if you take away the dog barking um the music of the song is not all that bizarre but it's the fact that like they built this song around the fact that there's like a sampled dog bark on every like snare drum hit and i was like what the fuck like 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 i have to wonder like where they were at when they made that decision when they had that idea you know what i mean like they're not a band that strikes me as, like, heavy drug users. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that I feel like, maybe, I don't know. I don't really know much about them. I feel they don't... like back in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, everyone was doing drugs. Like, That's nowadays, true. it's like there are, like, a certain genre of bands that are, like, Ooh, that's like the drug bands. But I feel like in like the 80s and 90s, especially when like you were in fucking Europe, it's like everyone is doing yeah. some sort of like weird <laughs> quasi-legal drug that isn't fucking around anymore. Yeah. Like everyone's doing quaaludes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but either way, like, I feel like this is the kind of idea that someone tries out as a joke. And then when they work it in, they're like, oh, wait, that's actually kind of sick. Like, maybe I should roll with this. Like the 100 Gex like, song that samples a dog repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Which 100 which Gex song is that? It's called, it's called Dog it? Food. It's off of their first uh, mix or uh, their first EP. I will, yeah. I will sample in a little bit of it here, if I remember. Hell yeah. Well, I hope you remember since you're editing this week. That's true. <laughs> oh uh, God, I feel yeah. like we're, I feel like we're going a mile a minute this week. This is a very geez. chaotic episode. Um, this is a very chaotic. While episode. on the topic of chaotic energy, I just want to shout out that Marianne Williamson did officially endorse Bernie Sanders. <laughs> um, true chaos energy. I, I took a yeah. look in the Marianne Williamson Facebook group today just to see what's going on. Is a bunch of people being like, "Really wish he didn't endorse Bernie Sanders." You know, he stands for those vaccines, and it's just like. Excuse me? Like that's that's your beef with Bernie Sanders is that he wants your kids vaccinated? Like of all the things that you could take beef with Bernie Sanders yeah. about. That's yeah, that's what's I, keeping the uh the orb vote away from us. Oh my so god. So Bernie Sanders, I'm calling on you to officially renounce vaccines so we Bernie can get Sanders. six more wine mom votes. Bernie Sanders is the first anti vax candidate for president of the United States. That was Marianne Williamson. <laughs> No, you're right. She dropped out, yeah. though. So now Bernie Sanders yeah. has to pick up the torch and officially uh, declare Medicare for all is actually just that everyone does yoga every day. He wasn't yeah. actually <laughs> planning on giving you any sort of fucking hospital bills. It's all fucking, yeah. like, hippie shit. Do you think healing crystals will be included under Medicare for all? Oh, I hope so. I hope so, too, just so I can buy a bunch of them. <laughs> And uh, just so I can get a bunch of them for free and just have them, you know, like you never know when you're going to need a healing crystal. <laughs> One of my uh, coworkers is really into healing crystals. And then she almost went blind because of like a bad interaction with some of her medicine. So, uh, oh, my God, didn't do too good of Wait. a fucking job. Wait, what the fuck? Not the healing crystals. the healing no, crystals? No, just completely unrelated. But <laughs> oh, she was like, okay. later on, she was like explaining to me like all the different like rocks and crystals she had. And in my head, I was just like, you almost died. Like, yeah. why is this what you put your faith into? I feel like <laughs> the way you led that story in was like, oh, you're, my coworker almost went died because of an interaction between her crystals and her medicine. And I'm like, was, no. <laughs> did she almost go blind just because she was like eating crystals? Well, she was <laughs> she was smoking crystal meth. Oh, I which see. Which is the only okay. true healing crystal, which crystal meth <laughs> will be covered under Medicare for all. Hear me just out. Just putting that Heal- out there. Hear me out. Healing crystal meth. That's... What I'm talking about. No. <laughs> crystal meth is the only healing crystal. 
I feel like this is. I feel like we just accidentally started a band called Healing Crystal Meth. <laughs> have you not watched Breaking Bad? That's why they want him off the streets because he's trying yeah. to cure cancer. Yeah. He's like, I have cancer. Yeah. I have to make enough meth to cure myself. That is the premise of Breaking. That's the Bad. premise You're of Breaking correct. Bad. <laughs> Walter White's just like, if I make enough crystal meth, the fumes will cure me. They will cure and my I'm gonna, cancer. And it's look, a show of, does it does it or does it not cure his cancer? It, does he or does he not show? get cured of cancer? It's a show about one man's perseverance against a broken medical system <laughs> and his and his attempts to revitalize it. Much like much like a good hit of crystal meth revitalizes your soul. Yeah. There were like reviews about Breaking Bad, uh, like when it came out from like people overseas who were watching and were just like, Wait, so you're telling me this man has to cook meth to pay for his cancer treatments? Like why doesn't yeah, he just like, right. go to the hospital? Like Right. <laughs> like right. Like the fact that America's healthcare system is so broken that it was a key plot point that a man had to cook crystal meth to provide for his family. Yeah. Yeah, that's Great. the joke about that show. It's like none none of it would have happened yeah. if we had <laughs> Medicare for all, right? Like yeah. No, but see, that's the thing. These fucking socialists want to take away one of the crowning achievements of the golden age of television with their Medicare for all. Bernie Sanders, more like Bernie Badners. (laughs) That was a bad one. That was bad. I'm going to put in a sound effect (laughs) after that. (laughs) Bernie Sanders, more like Bernie Blanders. Got him. That was a little... That was a little better. <laughs> yeah, Bernie Sanders obviously doesn't care about prestige television, and that's why I'm yeah, voting for geez. him. Yeah, because I don't care about prestige <laughs> television either. I'm gonna vote for um, oh, who would be the one who likes probably Amy Klobuchar. Oh, Amy Klobuchar she, has definitely yeah. fucking watched The Wire. Yeah, she she's probably the one who like watched The Wire and was like, oh wow, these cops are really smart. <laughs> I've never watched The Wire. I also have never seen The Wire. (laughs) I know it involves crack. I don't know. I was trying to think of, like, The Wire the other day, but my brain kept turning, like, responding with Entourage, and I was like, I know that's not the show I'm thinking of. (laughs) It's like about, like, drugs, and my brain kept being like, Entourage. And I was like, it's not Entourage. What what show am I thinking of? And my brain kept being like, you're thinking of Entourage. It was Entourage. So thank you, because honestly, when you said The Wire, it just, like, unlocked a part of my brain that I was trying to fucking figure out, like, two days ago. Oh, God, I'm so sorry that your brain made you think of Entourage the other day. <laughs> I've never seen Entourage either, but I f- know that it's not about dealing... I think it's not about dealing drugs. It's it's another one where you could watch clips of it, like, in a compilation video on YouTube and get the idea. Okay. Yeah, so maybe not, we'll I'm find one of those. I'm still not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, thank you all for joining us this week on our Talking About TV Shows episode of Chumbology. Yeah. Tool time. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't really know how to tie this back to the song we're allegedly talking about. This Look, feels this, like this we feels were like trying to series, uh, we're trying to bring we this Rudy on. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to bring the same exact chaotic energy that this song carries. We're talking over exactly. each other just like they do in this song. That's another yeah. thing I fucking love in the song is that there's like a vocal harmony, except it's not really a harmony. It's just one. But it's of like the, half a beat off. Yeah, it's yeah. like half a beat <laughs> off. So I don't know if uh, he listens. I know I sent it to him at one point, but uh, Ray from Secret Mountain made me a remix of a uh, Mountain Goat song at one point. He was doing this thing where he's like, if you send me any amount of money, I will make you a Mountain Goat's remix. The amount of money you send me will determine how good it is. And I sent, <laughs> I sent him a penny, and he made me a remix where it was literally just him talking the lyrics of the song over a recording of the song playing off of his phone, and that's what this sounded like. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> oh man, we'll have to see if we can get uh see if you can sample that in as well. I'll see if I can <laughs> find it. I'm, I'm gonna ask Ray if he still has it. I think it's on his SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah very good. Um <laughs> All right, let's uh let's 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 move on. <laughs> to are you what? ready to move on? <laughs> to to where, where are we? To Chumbawamba versus the people. <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't make the sound this week a dog barking, then we'll, I already used. I already used the dog barking. Well, you're gonna have to find a different God dog barking. It. I'm gonna have to go record one in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> or just, or just make it me going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sample that, but I'll pitch shift it. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> 
Oh, God. So, in keeping with the chaos of this week's episode, um, instead of going to YouTube for Chumbawamba versus the people this week, I went to... Um, I have a Google alert set up to, I think, weekly send me alerts of anything that's published with... Um, the, anything that's published online with Chumbawamba's name in it. And... Um, this week, uh, I haven't gotten anything too good yet, but this week I got, like, the first one, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna bring this on the show. Uh, it's from The Verge, and the headline is, Copyright Could Be the Next Way for Congress to Take on Big Tech. Okay. <laughs> and you may be wondering to yourself, what the fuck does this have to do with Chumbawamba? <laughs> I'll tell you. The first of 2020's big copyright hearings started with a nod to Chumbawamba. Senator Tom Tillis, Republican, North Carolina, had looked up which band topped the charts in 1998, the year Congress passed the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, one of the most influential and controversial laws governing the internet. Then, Tillis paused soberly. I don't know if we're talking a lot about Chumbawamba these days. Huh? I just, I just <laughs> want to say, fuck you, Tom Tillis. Yeah, fuck you, Tom Tillis. <laughs> You may not be talking about Chumbawamba a lot these days, but talking about Chumbawamba is one of the most consistent things I've got going on in my life right now. <laughs> so fucking come come at me, Tom. That's that's it. <laughs> Tom Tillis, come on the show. Yeah, come on the show, Tom Tillis. I saw that you had posted that article, and I read like the first yeah. like paragraph. I was like, uh-huh. Then I kept reading. I was like, oh, they're not going to talk about Chumbawamba anymore. I, I can nope, stop that's reading. It. I just, yeah, that that was me, too. I was like, oh, do they, do they talk about Chumbawamba anymore? Nah, this guy just wanted to take a dig at Chumbawamba. Um, but hear me out. Tool time with Teddy and Tom Tillis. I like that. Let's see if we can get him. Let's see if he's available. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, he he's, he's a member of Congress, so he's probably not doing much. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Those so, politicians, um... am I right? How about those politicians down in Washington? <laughs> to to bring us back to YouTube for a second, I do have the oh. YouTube for the Chase PC's flea attack by own dog, which is an incredible mouthful. But there are two comments yeah. on it. One of them was is the lyrics, got my photograph taken with Elvis, circled around the earth in a rocket ship, found the World Cup in a garden, and I must have saved a million drowning babies. You can imagine what a come down. Drug busts and house fires. I don't I don't orbit the earth to be bossed around by someone wearing flares. And someone responded saying, one of my favorite lyrics ever. What? How? <laughs> it doesn't What? Probably because of how chaotic it is. Out Maybe of like... Person- Okay, so there's one of two options, right? Either this person likes how weird and chaotic this song and, and nonsensical its lyrics are, or that person is the most, like, galaxy-brained human being on the planet, and they're just like, yeah, like, this song like, really speaks to me. It really, it feels like, out of context, it's like something um, fucking, like, Fish would write. Like, you'd be like, yeah, that's, like, such a deep yeah. lyric, man. But it's oh just like, yeah, like, out of all of Chumbawamba's lyrics, out of all of the great fucking, like, like witty remarks they've made you're like that's the one that fucking stands yeah, out to right, me the right. one with the dog barking and them talking about like burning i don't even know i can't even also uh i just want to point out that the person who uh posted this was a uh, martino scavani which i know they're italian because they linked to the italian wikipedia page for chumbawamba <laughs> that's great so, oh thank you yeah. thank you to our comrades in italy yeah if you're in Italy, uh, send me send me some spaghetti and come yeah. on the show. Send me yeah. some of, some of that good ziti. No, <laughs> some some of that gravy. You can't see it, but I'm doing the Italian hands every time I. Yeah, yeah, you got the me too. I'm doing the I'm doing the the fingers. The, the chef kiss. Yeah. The chef's kiss. Yeah. The chef's kiss um, of death. The chef's kiss of death. Oh God! Uh, let me let me see. Is there anything? I didn't actually look. Is there anything like worth talking about on any of those YouTube? Channels? I did. I didn't look any deeper. All right, we're we're keeping it. Uh, we're keeping it tight and <laughs> yeah, tight as if we have like a a topic this week. We're keeping it tight and tight and weird this week. So I'd like to ask you, Teddy, um, for your final thoughts about this song. I thought it was a good song. I appreciate the the chaotic energy it brings to us. I do wish it was like a minute and a half shorter. There's no reason for this song to be over four minutes. 
Like, yeah, that is that is something that's a little weird about it. Like it feels like it's a little longer than it should be. Because there's especially like the, with there's like the yeah. first lyrical part after like like the intro, and then like an instrumental reprise of pretty much the whole song, and then that end part. They really could have yeah. chopped out that minute like minute and a half in that middle there. I don't think it would have made too much of an effect, but I do like it because it gives me the ability that I can go in and freestyle my own part over that. Like it's like a, yeah, like how the dead Kennedys used to leave half of their tapes blank. So you could pirate music on them. Chumba will yeah. this verse blank. So you can record your own, uh, verse to try and bridge the gap between mm-hmm. the nonsense of the first one and the, the nonsense of the second one. Okay. Here's a challenge for our listeners. <laughs> and maybe I'll maybe I'll participate I think in this you challenge do too. There's a long instrumental part in the middle of this song. I want you to write lyrics that somehow make this song make sense in between the two verses. And um you know, send it to us. And if I'm the only one who does it, that's fine. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll get a kick out of it. Yeah. And well, if we get any other people doing it, uh, which we probably won't but you know, maybe we'll read them on. Maybe we'll read them on the show next week. <laughs> or if you record it, we'll uh, we'll play it Ooh. on the show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you record it and it's good, we'll have you instead of basement beers opening for Dambert No Bacon. <laughs> we'll just have. Yeah, you can just come. We'll do just it. have you do it, but only only this song. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a real weird thing to uh, like see open for you, if. Uh... <laughs> I feel like you yeah. were a musician and like your band broke up and then you got like you were touring with someone else like 30 years later and then you went to a show and someone went up and just played like a recording of your track <laughs> and then freestyled yeah. for like 30 yeah. seconds in the middle of it and then and just like, let your track finish playing. And like not even not even like one of your known songs. Yeah. This is this is this is a pretty much as deep the- of a deep cut as it gets. Yeah, because it's it's like it's I think probably you know I was looking at the at the Chumbawamba discography earlier and like aside from the stuff that they only ever released on like tape and and like you know the weird one off tapes and like the weird EPs I feel like Slap is probably their least known album definitely um and this is like you know it's a mid album track so like. I don't know if this was on if this album was on Spotify, I would be not be surprised if it had like two thousand plays. You know, <laughs> um, Dan, I'm gonna and, pause real quick and run to my bathroom. I will be right back. Okay, sure. Thing. I'm gonna leave the recording up just for my own sanity. Yeah, of course. Maybe I'll do a bit while you're away. Maybe I'll talk about tool time, or maybe I'll start eating my queso. I've been smelling my food ever since it got here, and I've been like, ooh, I want that queso. So now, for your listening pleasure, here is my eating chips and queso ASMR. Maybe you can layer in some restaurant ambiance under this, and the ASMR can be waiting for my date at the Mexican restaurant, getting eating too many of the free tortilla chips. Yeah, how about you, Dan? What are what are your final thoughts on this uh, this wonderful chaotic song here? I don't even know where to begin. You know how sometimes in life you have you find the right piece of art at the exact right time. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I really like this song a lot. Um, it's got, like, a really good energy that that I needed. Like, it's not the first time I'm listening to the song, but it was the first time I listened to it um, kind of, like, more critically than just listening to the album in the background while I was doing other stuff. Um, and 
I had a really weird and kind of chaotic day today. So like sitting down at the end of the day and recording this podcast and listening to this song being like, yeah, this is how today felt like, <laughs> you know, like, so I really like this song right now. I'm going to listen to it again after the chaos has settled and see if I still like it. Yeah. See if it was because just a, an, is... in a moment thing. Yeah, because it is very weird and it is a little long and the lyrics don't make a goddamn lick of sense. So whether or not that that is still a good thing a week from now remains to be seen. But I I dig it in this moment. And for now, in this moment, I'm just going to live my truth. It's Hell a good yeah. song. It uh, it helped me today. <laughs> what right. about you? Uh, w- 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 okay. If you had to rate this song, Teddy, uh, what would you give it? I think I'm going to have to go chaos rating like you have been recently. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it three woofs out of a woof, 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 woo, which are the official (laughs) lyrics. (laughs) All right. I am going to give it a seven out of one, which is the number of dog years in a human year. (laughs) I like that. All right, and Dan, you want to take us down to uh, our final final segment here, Leftism of the Week? Yes, it would be my pleasure. I'm going to talk to you about leftism and then go eat my queso. Um, so this week on Leftism of the Week, I am going to highlight a couple of uh, Twitter users who are running for office on like a, on like a progressive leftist um, and in some cases democratic socialist um, platform. Uh, you know, uh, to, to preface this a little bit, Twitter is, is fucking, it's a fucking nightmare. So is social media in general. And so is political discourse in like the year 2020, right? You know, you have people running around saying like comparing, you know, you have like, I saw like a Gen Xer on Facebook today that I, that I used to work with compare, um, Elizabeth Warren to Hermione Granger earlier and I was just like I can't fucking do this I cannot fucking do this right now um but one thing that I think is really really fantastic about social media and which we've talked about on the show before is the way that it can be used to organize and spread um information about uh progressive causes and I pulled uh three examples of people who are running for congress uh the United States Congress um who are not traditional candidates in one way or another who are like doing basically i mean they're basically crowdfunding um they're basically crowdfunding their campaigns for congress like using social media and and uh like you know uh i hate the term grassroots but you know like the actual meaning of the grassroots uh term you know what i mean when i say that um so these are people who are using social media to kind of, like, find their non-traditional roots into Congress. So I'm just going to highlight a few of them. There are actually a lot of, like, Democratic socialists and other leftists running for various positions in, you know, federal and state government um, who use Twitter and have, like, really good Twitter presences. Um, but the three I'm going to highlight today, um, the first one is uh, Anthony Clark, who is a congressional district for uh, the Illinois 7th District. Um, he is a veteran and teacher. I'm pulling this from his uh, Twitter bio. And his uh, his entire thing is, like, um, he wants to fight against uh, anything, any inequality that's caused by white supremacy. And he's one of the only um, politicians that I've seen openly talking about, like, how white supremacy and capitalism are, like, intertwined with each other. Um, out of the three people I'm going to highlight, Anthony Clark is actually the one that I know the least about. I only just started tracking him as a candidate, but you know, he is in the, um, he's in the DSA and he is from the South side of Chicago and he's, uh, you know, I always like to see people like him who are not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, career politicians trying to break in. Um, the next person I want to highlight is Michaela Wilkes, uh, who is running, she, yeah, yeah, you know. I love you, Michaela um, I follow her. She's awesome. She is running in um, the Maryland Maryland's fifth house district against someone named Steny Hoyer. I don't know anything about Steny Hoyer, but that's a fucking like that's the name of like a diehard villain right there, in my opinion. <laughs> um, 
And uh, what I like about Michaela Wilkes is that she is uh, she has a criminal record and she is the first politician I've ever seen, like the first per- first person that I've ever seen who has like a criminal record who is running for like a major office in the United States. And she has this really great trailer, uh, Beto uh, not trailer. Come on. Wait, Beto O'Rourke yeah, had a criminal Beto record? Beto O'Rourke has a fucking DUI. <laughs> That's not, I know I that sounds no like idea. a joke, but that is true. Beto O'Rourke does have a DUI wow. and it was like a major like slash thing against him oh my god i had no idea i have no idea how i missed that (laughs) jesus you know i i like beto o'rourke a lot more now that i don't have to think about him in you know what i mean (laughs) um anyway uh michaela wilkes uh she has this really great video on her uh twitter twitter page we'll we'll be linking to all three of them uh in our show notes and uh, she has this really good video on her on her twitter that talks about her criminal record and like kind of the the circumstances that led her to um, to get to that point, um, and it's really great and it's like a really good it's a really good video that's kind of a primer on her as a candidate and also for her beliefs in uh, r- criminal justice reform, especially when it comes to. Um, this idea of the criminalization of poverty, you know, where if you're poor, uh, it's expensive to be poor, you know what I mean? Like, and she, her criminal record comes from the fact that she was driving without a license because she couldn't pay for tickets because she was a single mom, like, working. It's it's a really, it's a really kind of heartbreaking story, but also kind of inspiring, like, the way that she's, um, you know, turning around, uh, turning that into, like, a platform for her campaign so um hell yeah she's great and then the last one i want to uh i want to highlight is joshua collins who i have dm'd i have dm'd him to ask him to be on the show (laughs) and he has not responded which is okay he probably gets a lot of dms um joshua collins is a truck driver who is running for uh the washington uh 10th district in congress uh and he is he is, um, like I said, a truck driver. Uh, he self-describes as autistic, and he also self-describes as the CEO of socialism, <laughs> which I think is just a wonderful, um, a wonderful title. Uh, Joshua is notable because he uses a lot of um, he uses memes and TikTok to kind of uh spread spread his platform in a way that isn't cringy in a way that's really genuine and like he just he he cusses all the time on twitter i don't know <laughs> he's just like he's the badass of of twitter i really like joshua collins too i i read a really interesting article talking about his use of uh tiktok mm-hmm. not just that like tiktok is a great way yeah. to communicate with young people but the way that TikTok's yeah. algorithm works is it predominantly shows your videos to people in like a close area to you, and you can't like oh, promote yeah. contact on TikTok. So it's a very easy way to get a message across specifically to people in your immediate area that is pretty much free from any outside like interference. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I didn't know that about TikTok. Yeah, which they, they won't give why... like like yeah. explicit information about how the algorithm works, but it does seem to yeah. be focused on showing you not necessarily local but like if you're in california you'll see more tiktoks of people in your area and like different Mm. regions versus outside to help keep not to keep memes insular but like if you saw a meme of or like a tiktok of like a dance craze from california i might not fucking understand but if i was in california and that shit was blowing up i would be more likely to be like oh shit this is starting to get big i'm seeing it all over tiktok Mm. so Kind of a, a cool gotcha. way to use the algorithm against itself to promote yeah. cool ideas. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to read two tweets from Joshua Collins to kind of like um, highlight the two different ways that I've seen him use use Twitter. Uh, the first way is I love the way he just like is unlike any, unlike a lot of politicians. I shouldn't say any, but unlike a lot of politicians uh, or aspiring politicians, whatever you want to call them, he doesn't use like political like doublespeak he just fucking says things and uh just a few hours ago he tweeted hashtag abolish the cia is trending again this is the first policy listed on my platform Hell yeah. abolish the cia our military can gather intelligence the central intelligence a- agency is an unaccountable institution with a long history of uninterrupted brutality that often undermines u.s and u.n security interests 
I hope Joshua Collins doesn't get fucking murdered by the CIA for that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the other one is his pinned tweet, which I think is just a uh, speaking of Italian chef's kiss mwah, masterpiece of the form. On December 1st, 2019, he wrote, if half my followers made recurring donations of four dollars and 20 cents, I would be one of the most well-funded candidates in the country. <laughs> then he linked to his donation link. Anyway, so kind of kind of um, a little taste of the different uh, uh, leftist, socialist, democratic socialists who are running for political office, who yeah. are using Twitter and other social media as like their big platform. There, there are a lot of others, and I think what yeah. the reason I wanted to talk about them this week is uh, uh, Bernie Sanders just won another caucus in Nevada, and that's really cool. And I think that like. In order for that to mean anything, we also have to mobilize and uh, act act on the local scale, the state scale, the local scale. Like in as many ways as possible, we need to get people like this into those decision making positions. Sorry, yeah. I'd love to just highlight two more that I am a huge yeah, fan of. Um, one of them is Lee J. Carter, who is actually already serving. I fucking in the love 50, him. The yeah. 50th district of the House uh, Virginia House of Delegates. Um, he was a former Marine IT specialist and is now a Democratic Socialist of America endorsed candidate uh, in the Virginia House of Delegates. Um, he's passed a few laws recently and has been on Twitter while in like the courthouse uh, posting about it while they're yeah. actually being signed. <laughs> and people love to cover that and be like, uh, looks like Lee's Carter, Lee Carter's bill just got passed and he is a uh, posting on Twitter to celebrate, which is <laughs> a great sentence right there. So, so shout yeah. out to, to Lee J Carter uh, killing it. The other one I want to point out is going to be a uh, Shahid Buttar who is oh, yeah. running in uh, the California's 12th congressional district um, against Nancy Pelosi. He is running as a democratic socialist uh, to either try and unseat her or to try and at least uh, pull her a little bit more leftward. So yeah. the interesting thing about how California's um, elections work is they have an open primary, which means that all candidates, regardless of political affiliation, run against each other. So if the top two candidates in a primary are both Democrats, they will have to run against each other in the general election. Yeah. So he ran against her in 2018 and only missed out on being on the main ballot by a thousand votes um he got oh, a thousand wow. votes less than lisa remmer there are a few other uh, candidates i listened to an interview with him where pretty much there were a bunch of other democratic socialists and left-wing candidates that were also running in this election he joined kind of late and a few of them they like kind of tried to uh like combine their their forces to at least get into like the the main debates with nancy and it didn't work as well as they hoped. But this time they're running a much more uh, like calculated campaign. Uh, before it was more of like a protest. And he seems to be doing quite well. So not sure if he's going to be able to unseat Nancy Pelosi. But I, I do have faith that he'll be able to at least get into the primary election against her. And be able to draw attention to yeah. a lot of her hypocrisies. A lot of where she, she yeah. fails as a politician. Yeah, and I think that's just as valuable to, like, hold that kind of light up to these people who are generally considered by, like, you know, uh, more cent centrist people. Like, a lot centrists fucking love Nancy Pelosi yeah, because fucking, she tore up the State of the Union or whatever. Yeah, but like nothing quite like signing all the fucking god-awful bills that Trump puts forward, but then... Yeah, right. Because centrism is all about just, like, how you present yourself. You don't actually have to yeah. have any real convictions. You could straight up be... Like a neo-Nazi, but as long as you were like nice to someone, you could call yourself a centrist and no one would care. Yeah. Well, that's why Pete Buttigieg is uh, doing so well, not because he's a Nazi, but because he's a Republican who like presents himself in a really clean way. Yeah. And so now Democrats are like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. Well, what a nice <laughs> um, young man. My mom is obsessed with Pete Buttigieg, and I don't fucking oh, get it. She says she's going to vote for Bernie, but she was like, but Pete's so cute. I was like, that doesn't mean anything. That's like, yeah. you're talking about the person that is going to be one of, if not the most powerful person in the entire world. Cuteness yeah. shouldn't have fucking anything to do with it. Nope. Plus, Bernie Sanders way cuter. He's got that, that old man smile. Yeah. <laughs> that he's got the peepaw look. So if you're in... Any of these districts, um, we, we will link to each of these uh, folks that we just talked about um, in our in our show description. And if you're in any of these districts, you know, consider getting involved. Um, but if you're not and you have a couple bucks to spare, throw, you know, like Joshua Collins said, a recurring donation of four dollars and 20 cents. 
one less cup of coffee a month, you know? Like, uh, that's the thing that's really interesting about all these all these candidates to me. They are from all over the country in races that we might not have even ever heard about if it wasn't for the fact that they were on this very good platform using social media in such a highly effective way. Yeah. Um, like, like, you know, like, when was... I, I don't fucking know who the congressperson of any of these districts is currently, but, like, I'm interested in the outcome of these races now. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so, uh, if, if, if you have some money to throw at these folks, go ahead. If you're in the area, try and volunteer, uh, and, you know, find out about, find out about more, uh, opportunities to do stuff like this wherever you are. You know, Joshua Collins is, is the one that I, uh, the first one that I found who's just like, he's just a regular dude. He's a truck driver who like just has a job and decided, and he's not college educated. He's not like, he's just a dude from Washington. Who's like, I'm going to try running for Congress because my current Congress congressman is a fucking dog shit politician. Yeah. And now, now he's running without like an, like an incumbent opposition because the incumbent dropped out because he knew he was going to lose to Joshua Collins. So get involved is what I'm saying. You know, if the political process has disenfranchised you, I totally get it. But if you have the energy for it, fucking get involved because it's like one of the only goddamn things that is giving me even the tiniest sliver of hope these days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. That's 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 me that's on my it. soapbox. That's us um, getting very serious at the end of a very nonsensical episode. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for listening to Chumbology. We will be rebranding next week as Tool Time with Teddy and Tim Tillis. Uh, you know, contract <laughs> negotiations are still in the works with uh, Representative Tillis, but... You know, he's a fucking congressman from North Carolina. What the fuck else is he going to do with his time? Um, (laughs) Sorry if you're from North Carolina. (laughs) I'm not. Well, I am sorry if you're from North Carolina. Thank you, as always, for listening to this week's episode of Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. The music that you heard on this episode was Chase PC's Flea Attack by Own Dog off of Chumbawamba's fourth album, Slap. We don't really own the rights to this, but since it's on YouTube and nowhere else, it doesn't look like anyone else does either, so uh, checkmate. Um, if you're looking for more of us, you can find us on Chumbology.rocks or at ChumbologyRocks on Twitter or ChumbologyPod at gmail.com. As usual, it is C-H-U-M-B-O-L-O-G-Y, rocks, and or pod. Uh, Some minor corrections, the 100 Gex song that we sample in is Gum, not Dog Food. Misleading titles, I'm very bad with those. Also, I couldn't find that track that Ray made me. Um, Looks like it's lost to the internet, so you can imagine what it sounds like. Bye!